It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show and the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD 101.7, 103.5, a.m. Lobro joining me here inside the Makadoo Studio. Guests and callers join us. Can you do that again? When I said Lobro's name, he instinctively what what did that's like, like the rock and roll, the ro- or but the, like rock horns, but with the thumb out. Like a, I guess like a rock slash Spider Man, I guess. Yeah, a little bit of Spider Man <laughs> there. Just for saying his name, he went double Spider Man's with As it. As if we were sitting on like a late night talk show, and you were just like introduced me, and I and was you just would like, throw, yeah, you would you know. throw. That's your move on a late night talk show. I don't know. You're man. on. You're on the Tonight Show, and they say, "And here's Lobro." You go right out, to the, come, I, the Spider-Man. The blue curtains pop open, and I just walk out with the, you know, the Spider-Man rock, rock and roll symbol. That's me. All right, guests and callers, join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's five four zero six three nine four nine zero zero. Lobro, what's your move if when you walk? Like if you a, walk like out, like a wave, like a nod, a wave. something, you know, human interaction, human interaction. I mean, I, you don't want to get the people talking. You want to be like everybody else that walks out of those blue curtains. I, well, like you tell stories and you interview, and that's where you you turn the crowd. You don't walk out and just like yeah, give them a hand signal like you're <laughs> I don't know like Ozzy Osbourne or something. Hey, Ozzy's cool though. We're talking about him right now because he does stuff like that. So hey, he also bites the head off of a pigeon, but I don't see you doing that. Okay, we don't have to get into that. He's a weird dude. <laughs> so never mind. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's make sure everyone's covered on everything going on in the sports world. Uh, if there's anything that's happened that you might find yourself in a conversation with about, or excuse me, about today, if there's anything out there that you might find yourself in a sports conversation about today, you will have some information on it right here and got you covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry, Tim will get you covered. Scary, scary, scary sight last night as they resumed running of the Daytona 500 and completed the race. Denny Hamlin gets the victory, but it was a somber, somber mood following the race as Ryan Newman with a scary crash in the final lap. Uh, the, the Not much information coming out of NASCAR for hours following the race. He was taken immediately to a hospital. Uh, car was upside down, flames everywhere. It turns out that while he is in serious condition, uh, as of this morning, reports are coming out that it is not life-threatening, which is as good as you can expect after a scary, scary crash like that. Uh, and again, it just raises so many questions that so many people have about NASCAR uh, as an activity. But uh, today, it is just most important to think of Ryan Newman, his family, and hopefully they are able to come out on the other side uh, not uh, or excuse me, avoiding any tragedy that would, that looked almost likely at the end of that race. Uh, elsewhere in sports, North Carolina blows a 15-point lead to Notre Dame, and I can say this with all honesty. I have never seen a Hall of Fame coach be as lost as Roy Williams has been this year. Uh, he's been crying. He's been saying his team's not talented. He's been blaming himself. He doesn't know what to do. And after the most recent loss, he's turned into the the hard scrabble disciplinarian that's going to motivate his troops with, with tough love, saying you got two choices. You can compete your butt off, or you can get in the fetal position and curl up and start crying. I have never seen 
a Hall of Fame coach scramble so aimlessly like Roy Williams has been doing this year as UNC coasts to a six-straight loss. A sportsbook has put the over-under on Astros getting hit by a pitch this year at 83-and-a-half, which I actually think is an extremely low over-under. The last five seasons, there have been nine teams that have been hit more than 83-and-a-half times in a season. And if the Astros emerge from this season as anything other than the most hit-by-pitch team in the history of Major League Baseball and certainly in the last decade, then I will be absolutely flabbergasted. If you are a gambler and you can get a, a bookie or, or your guy or a sports book to take the money on the over-under Astros hit by pitch at 83.5, go ahead and hammer the over. The Atlantic Coast Conference came out in complete support of a one-time transfer rule allowing athletes to transfer one time in their college career and not have to sit out. Essentially a no-restriction transfer. This is a move in the right direction. It's not quite where I want it to be, where athletes can do what other students everywhere else and every other department on campus can do, which is go wherever they feel best. It's not quite that, but it's still better. Coaches will have to re-recruit all of their players every single day, knowing that they can leave if the coach doesn't make it worth their while to stay in the program. And I think that is the first step towards getting student-athletes all of the proper privileges and rights that they do deserve. Uh, as we move along here, Mike Tomlin stood up for Mason Rudolph, went on ESPN yesterday and essentially said, the only reason I'm here is because there was some some false statements made about Mason Rudolph and, and there weren't uh, the proper citations to investigations. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers did an investigation. The NFL did an investigation. And absolutely no evidence was turned up that Mason Rudolph used any kind of racial slur to incite Miles Garrett during the brawl on Thursday night uh, or earlier this football season. Mike Tomlin is a quiet dude. Mike Tomlin does not search out the spotlight. He does not go on ESPN for any reason looking to become a star. And when you are that type of person and you come out as aggressively as he did, it says something. And Mason Rudolph officially has the second line on his retirement notice, right? Whenever he retires, the first line will say, probably most known for the brawl that he and Miles Garrett were a part of during the 2019 football season. The second sentence is now, Mike Tomlin, his head coach, a future Hall of Famer, vehemently denied any allegations against him. And that's about as good as you can hope for if you are Mason Rudolph. Some reports out there that Matt Stafford is available in the trade market from the Detroit Lions. I'll tell you this right now. He is better than in his prime Phillip Rivers. Just because he has been locked away in Detroit with a team that couldn't get it done for most of his career does not mean he's not a good quarterback. If you're a good team and you want to win right now, a new guy just popped to the top of your list, and that is Matt Stafford. That's got you covered. This is the Tim Donnelly Show. This is also the WRAD Radio Network. Uh, and this is also a Tuesday. And when it's Tuesday, that means we, we go to our top lists, and that means it's time for our top four. It's Top Tuesdays with Tim Donnelly. Here's your top four. I just got 
some random burst of energy there, and you're looking at me like I'm like like I just you guys didn't like, see it. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> I mean, that's a short intro. That's what five seconds of like a little beat there. Uh, Lobro was dancing like it was the middle of a wedding. Uh, the DJ was playing his favorite song, and and he was about trying to get the the crowd involved in a conga line. Like I'm sitting, actually, I mean, it's both like- hands above his head, shul- shoulders going back and forth, fingers in a in a pointing motion, and they were just going after it. I mean, I'm just saying, man. Like it's like I don't know, like. I, it was the football thing. I was like, kind of, you know, doing a little bit of the juke thing, you know, the jitterbug. Uh, jitterbug. You don't know what the jitterbug is. I don't is? know what the jitterbug is. Isn't that like the phone with like the giant like buttons to like help like? It's a dance. It's also a phone. The jitterbug is a dance. Well, let me look up the jitterbug while you give us the top four. All right, here's number four. I don't know if I explained the category. It's it's Hokie Hour, and every single Hokie Hour, we count down the the reasons for optimism for whichever Hokie team is closest to in season. Uh, so today we are counting down men's basketball top four reasons for optimism. Uh, now that they've gotten off the schneid, they've ended the five game losing streak, and they got a win against Pittsburgh. Number four is the veterans, Wabisabidi and PJ Horn, not because and and. Not despite, right? They're just completely irrelevant to to them being on this list is their gameplay. What I like about them is their mindset, right? I've yet to hear a bad word from anybody about these two guys. PJ Horn started off the season shooting on fire, uh, went through a cold slump, was a large part of the reason why they ended the the uh, losing streak against Pittsburgh. Had 18 points, led the team, knocked down threes. But uh, Wabisabidi, same thing. He's had games where he's been fantastic, you know, uh, eight assists and, and six rebounds and some points to, to, to throw in there. But the thing about them is they are so responsible for simply teaching the young guys how to be pros. And I know you're saying they're not pros. They're student athletes. They have to operate as if they're pros if they want to be successful in the ACC. And, and we had a quote from Tyrese Radford not long ago where he said, you know, the, the true freshmen are looking to to me and Landers Nolly looking for, for advice, and we have to remind them sometimes that we're just freshmen too, right? Which means even Nolly and Radford, who seem like they've got it all put together, are, are still looking for guidance themselves, and you know where they're going. It's Beatty, it's Horn, and, and through the ups and downs of this season, those two guys have continued – to handle everything just how you would want them to handle it. So so give them credit. That's why they're number four. Number three. Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly. Thank you for the claps. Um, Landers Nolly, and, and it's the reason he's three is because this is um, unusual for Nolly, right? Three of 15 shooting, 0 of 6 from three. He didn't have the offensive side of things that he has going so often, um, but he did have the rebounds, 12 rebounds. He did have the assists, six assists. He did have the blocks, two blocks. He did have the steal, or excuse me, two steals. He did have the block, one block. I like Nolly developing his all-around game a bit better than he usually plays. 
right? I like him having a way to impact the game when the shot isn't falling. I like having th- that part of his game be highlighted. Number two. Number two. There we go. Jalen Cohn. Jalen Cohn. This guy might be the best shooter in the country. It's like their secret weapon they didn't know they had. I, th- I mean, I think we all expected big things from him. He was an explosive scorer in high school. He was a top 100 recruit. He was the first big recruit to commit to, to Mike Young. Um, I don't know if I knew he was going to be able to shoot this well. The guy, when he's open, is automatic, and when he's covered, he's still pretty good. He might be, and this is not an exaggeration, and stats will back me up, he might be the best shooter in the country, point blank, period. In college basketball, Jalen Cohn might be the best shooter. Now, I know his size is a a factor on defense. He, He needs to overcome that, and he needs to knock some of the freshman mistakes out of his game, but he might be the best shooter in the country. And that's worth something. That's worth some optimism. And number one. Their fight. And I've said this a few times, right? Their their season has been up and down. They've had great wins. Number three, Michigan State, uh, Clemson to open the season, right? They've had big wins. Syracuse storming back in the second half on the road in the ACC. They've had big wins. The NC State win, huge win. They've had bad losses, right? They've had bad losses. Syracuse the second time. How that game ended. Boston College, Miami, right? Teams that I felt they should have beaten and they didn't. But through all of that, the ups and downs, the lefts, the rights, the the highs, the lows, they have not lost their fight, and that is an accomplishment for such a young team. They have not thrown in the towel once, and, and no matter what you say about their play, and trust me, you can say a lot of negatives and a lot of positives and a lot of in-betweens about their play. They never lost their fight, and I think that's worth something. Let's take a break. That's the top four at four. When we come back, the ACC has backed or supported a rule change. Actually, you know what? Let's save this. Let's talk about P.J. Horn when we come back. Let's talk about P.J. Horn. We just touched on him during the top four at four. Let's talk about P.J. Horn and his impact on the basketball game when we come back. Hokies. Where'd you get that bird? Blue hens. Internet. Let's just say the man likes birds. That looks pretty badass. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Lobro, did you learn anything about the jitterbug? Um, I did, and I also had a call off air with Fred. He was talking about the Jitterbug, and it was a cut song from the Wizard of Oz, apparently sung by Dorothy and the Scarecrows. I didn't know that. But, yeah, so I looked at the Jitterbug. I saw some Dancing with the Stars one, and they're, like, flailing their legs everywhere. Like, yeah. I, I'd be afraid of kicking somebody. Like, I'd be afraid well, if of you're Well, kicking- afra- if you're afraid of kicking somebody, then you should probably not be attempting those types of dance moves. It's one of those things where if you're worried at all, just err on the side of caution. When in doubt, don't go out. Like, I don't know if I'll have a lot of control once I get into the whole, like, dance thing. I'm not a, I'm not extremely well coordinated when it comes to dancing. Like, I'm, 
I've never. I don't know. It's one. Of can, those... can we from uh, our show Twitter account put out a video of you attempting the jitterbug? No. Oh. You can't. Well, who would I? I mean, it's it's two people, right? Two person dance, isn't it? We'll get you, and and we'll get you a partner. I'll be the cameraman, of course. Thought you were about to say you would no. I, there's see, I just let, find to get me, your thoughts together. So start me, and end the conversation. All right, here we go. Find me someone that you wouldn't mind getting kicked a few times because that's what's going to end up happening. Who hasn't who hasn't had their toe stepped on a few times on the dance floor? See, the thing is, my fiance won't dance like doesn't really ever want to like slow dance or anything with me. So it's one of those things that I haven't had a lot of practice with it. Well, slow just, dance is different than jitterbug. Or even, anyway, okay. uh, we'll get you jitterbugging at some point. We'll send it out there, and people will be able to give, give you. <laughs> don't a, make don't make empty promises, Tim. I don't g- know if give this you is going to happen. Give you a score. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I want to talk about PJ Horn real quick. Um, PJ Horn is a, as I said during the the top four at four, is a huge part of the reason why the Virginia Tech Hokies are no longer on a losing streak. He is a huge part of the reason as to why they were able to to defeat Pittsburgh, and and. In some respects, he put the team on his back, right? In some respects, he said, enough is enough. I'm not going to let us lose this one. And you have to respect that, right? It's the, it's the, the movie where Jimmy Chitwood says, coach, I want the ball, and, and you believe him, right? P.J. Horn had an element of that this past weekend. But he knocked down threes, right? He knocked down threes. That was the bulk of his scoring on his way to 18 points, was from the three-point line. We've learned once this season already that you love it when he is knocking them down. Early in the season, when when he was putting them down at an extremely high rate, we loved it. We got excited. We said, all right, that's going to negate the height advantage that he gives up as a five at the other end. right? Because when he's playing defense as a center, he's giving up huge amounts of height to the opposing team's big man. Most nights. But when he's knocking down the three, he's trading twos for threes, and he's actually negating and turning that into an advantage. So the way I I think of it is it's awesome when he can, but he went through a pretty, pretty cold shooting streak there in the middle of the season. You can't depend on that to be a main source of your your – Offense. When it comes about, I mean, everything's clicking on all cylinders. When it comes about, it's like throwing the NOS uh, from the old Fast and the Furious movies into the race and suddenly you're ahead by a bunch. But they they need to make sure they can win when P.J. Horn isn't knocking down the three because that's not uh, something that's going to happen consistently enough to be a large part of the offense. You're going to have to depend on the three guys you've been depending on to score all year. Nolly, Radford, Aline. Cone off the bench. That's what you're going to be depending on. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's time to get to Hashtag Hokies. Next. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, a.m. as well. We are live inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the 
Baker team hotline, 540-639-4900. Speaking of Mockadoos, tomorrow, prior to the the Hokie game, we will be live from the Blacksburg Mockadoos, mm. getting set uh, for the – or not getting set, actually partaking in the 105.3 The Bear Tailgate Show, getting you set for the, the Hokie game. So that's all tomorrow. Be sure to tune in for that. Uh, today, Tuesday – is, you know, I don't want to say just, but it's a top Tuesday. So we still have one more list coming your way. And at this time, every single day, not just Tuesdays, we jump into our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. We jump into hashtag Hokies. And we actually got a tweet about our conversation earlier. At 92 Hokie says, Lobro and Tim in a jitterbug dance competition, question mark. Huh. Well, now we got to make it official, right? What odds would, would you give me? Odds like to win? Yeah. Maybe. Would I be the favorite or the underdog? You'd probably be the favorite just because of your history of athleticism. But uh, I oh. think honestly, I've never jitterbugged. But I've never jitterbugged either. So I think in a way we might be like both be equally equal. bad. I, I'm I'm not someone. I'm a performer, but I'm not someone with a particular amount of musical ability. Yeah. Me neither. But I think uh, I think we could think we could do it. I think I, I don't know. I feel like I might surprise you, maybe. I hope so. I would love to be surprised by your ability to jitterbug. That would make my day. Uh, but that is coming in on our Twitter. <laughs> Just to remind everybody, um, you can – oh, wait. This was actually a reply to something. Oh. Oh, there's, there's a video. Oh, that's funny. There's two guys dancing across the street in, like, a dance battle. Oh, wow. I didn't see the video. That's funny. Uh, thanks at 92 Hokie. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. The other thing going on, hashtag Hokies, this is what I want to talk more about for hashtag Hokies is Hokie nation over the last couple of weeks has gotten a really, really tough rap from, um, has gotten a really, really tough rap from multiple sources, right? Remember John Yetzi, the, the, uh, director of recruiting for the Hokies, did come out and say that you know two recruits specifically cited the negative negativity from from Hokie Nation as reasons why they were cautious or eventually didn't commit to the Hokies. And I think that's, I guess, warranted. I don't want to say it's unwarranted because there is a negative subset of Hokie Nation, but I think that is overlooking the fact that Hokie Nation is also kind of awesome, right? It's like. If, if, if I were an artist, a painter, which I am not, I'm about as good at painting as I am at musical abilities. Um, if I were a painter and I painted a hundred paintings, right? I was going to do a whole gallery. I painted a hundred paintings. It took me years. 99 of them were awesome and two were bad. It would be fair of you to say, hey, those two paintings aren't good. But I would hope you would also mention the 98%, right? I would hope you would also mention the 98 paintings that were awesome. So let me let me explain to you what I mean. You're familiar with the XFL. The football spring professional league that's going on right now. Uh, they do a star of the week, which sounds a bit like an award you give to a kindergartner for always taking care of their homework and cleaning up their art supplies. Star right. of the week. And they put your uh, picture on a little poster board outside the classroom. <laughs> exactly. With stickers and your favorite uh, food. Exactly. Uh, so they let, they let the fans choose the star of the week. What they do is they choose four players that had big games the previous week. 
They put it on Twitter as a poll, and they say, you choose, you get to choose the XFL star of the week. Who should it be? Cam Phillips had a big week this past week, right? Three, three touchdowns for the Houston Roughnecks. Cam Phillips is a former Hokie. Cam Phillips won the vote. And let me tell you, when I first saw it, and I did vote for Cam Phillips, right? I just to Put it all out on the table. I voted for him. I thought he had three touchdowns. First time in XFL history that someone had three touchdowns, at least in this incarnation of the the, the XFL. So I thought it was I thought it was a big deal. So I, I gave him the vote. When I voted, he was down four percent of the vote, and there were thousands of votes already in. By the time it was over, and let me go ahead and and, and bring it up for you just so I get all of the uh, final numbers completely correct. Um. Ah, okay, XFL makes it tough for, to, to find them. Do, 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 do. We're going to get there, I promise. Wow, XFL tweets a lot. They got to build that social media following, you know? Starting a new league isn't easy, especially when you get the NFL and this all that. might be more difficult to find than I thought. Is it one of those things you have to actually go on their website to get more clicks and things? Or I feel like you should just be able to look it up. Boom, have it already. That's, oh, the, that's the beauty of like Google and look stuff. Look at that. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. They may have only gotten to the finals. So that there was a finalist. Cam Phillips is not winning right now. He is not winning right now. Look at that. DeAndre Tompkins is, is leading 50.9. So let okay. All right. So he's not winning. He won like the first heat. Wait, they have heats for the star of the week? I saw a star of the week. There were four names listed, and he won. I voted for it, and now I'm back on their, their site, and they have him as the – they have him once again up against DeAndre Tompkins, so he needs Hokie Nation to come through yet again. Oh, I thought you were talking about the game scores, not the star of the week scores. No, I'm talking about the star of the week scores. Oh, okay. Well, we have we'll a come back to this. We'll come back to this because my point still stands, but we do have a caller on the Baker team hotline. We sure do. We got Fred here on the Baker team hotline. All right, Fred. What's going on, my man? Hey, Tim and Lobro. Best of the morning to you. Uh, with all this dancing talk, uh, <laughs> I called up uh, Lobro earlier about uh, the scarecrow doing the jitterbug. It was advised, so, uh, but I like the texture's idea of some kind of dance <laughs> competition uh, at one of your live remotes, but I would amend that a little bit. Okay. It would be the Jitterbug, the Charleston, and then a dance of your choice. Oh, it could freestyle. Be, uh, the Hokey Pokey, uh, it could be the Twist, the Mashed Potato, the Jerk. <laughs> Or that dance that Elaine did on Seinfeld where she was jerking all over the place. Oh, yeah, all the, the thumbs. Yeah, and get your ad salesman to uh, get, uh, you know what, uh, they're out of neutral and uh, go get a, a business to uh, do an ad campaign, and you can associate it with that. All right, appreciate it, Fred. <laughs> okay, man, later. See ya. Uh, that, that's getting in over my head. I, I'm, I'm, if we do any dancing, it will be one dance. There will not be. Do you have a go-to? A go-to dance? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a groover. I'm I'm a I'm a large person, a lot of limbs, so big movements are not a fan of of me. It's you it's do a little bit of the sway in action. It's yeah. I mean, I I can do like a nice little two step. I can, you know, and and you know, I can I get on. I do dance at weddings. I I can go into the circle. I can hold my own. I can not embarrass myself, and I can get out gracefully. But but I don't like to be the center of attention too long at a wedding. Yeah. Rule number seventy two: draw attention to yourself, but on your own terms. 
keep it simple, stupid. No, not well. necessarily. No, you can. You I was can, thinking like in your you terms, can break out a twist yeah. or or something. You know, you can uh, do something something bigger. But all right, going back to what I was saying. <laughs> Here's the deal. Cam Phillips was up against in the first uh, round, I guess, was up against Jordan Tamu, uh, who played at Ole Miss, Cameron Artis Payne, who played at Auburn, right? So teams that have uh, uh, colleges that have large, large, large followings, right? SEC followings. And Virginia Tech was able to power Cam Phillips across the finish line. Now, let me explain to you why I know it was Virginia Tech that powered Cam Phillips across the finish line. Because XFL teams don't have diehard fan bases yet. It's not like the Houston Roughnecks mobilized their fan base and suddenly they had a guy who who uh, was winning. It got passed around Hokie Nation and they supported their guy and got him the win against fan bases like Ole Miss and Auburn. So when you come out and mention that, hey, negative Hokies are, are costing them recruits, make sure you say that positive Hokie Nation also finds a way to support their own even long after they've gone away from Virginia Tech. Make sure you tell the recruits that. Don't let them find Hokie Nation negative on their own. Show them that Hokie Nation supports you your entire career. I'm telling you right now, from my own Twitter experience, if I tweet about a current Hokie issue, it gets a good amount of likes. If I tweet about Cam Phillips, if I tweet about Kendall Fuller, if I tweet about some of these guys that used to be Hokies that have gone on to do big things, that's where every... Hokie Nation really ignites because they support you forever. So if you are going to say negative things about Hokie Nation, make sure you say the positive as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, the ACC has embraced a rule that could affect not only the Hokies, but everyone in the conference, everyone in college athletics, starting soon. Next. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline. 540-639-4900. Hello? Who's there? I'm talking. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show back here on WRAD. I honestly don't know if I've ever felt as powerful as I do right now. Explain. Cam Phillips is now leading. Whoa. I, he was down, I think, two percentage points when, when, when I said it seven minutes ago, and he is now up 50.1% to 49.9. That is not enough like to feel confident, so everybody keep voting. Um, but at XFL2020, which is the the official uh, XFL Twitter account, uh, there is a, a poll up that says you get to choose the XFL star of the week. Here are your final two nominees from week two. The options are DeAndre Tompkins from D.C., who's on the top, so that probably gives him a little bit of a boost, and then Cam Phillips of Houston. And, uh, and as I said, like five minutes ago when I mentioned the poll – uh, Cam Phillips was losing. He is now ahead by 0.1%. And I don't know if I've ever felt as powerful as I do right now. That's awesome. I feel like I should, I should wield my power for good and hopefully get Cam. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Hopefully, I don't, I don't, I don't feel powerful. <laughs> hopefully have him. He can, have, I couldn't even, I couldn't even finish it. He can have his name on a poster board on the outside of the locker room. Exactly. Cam Phillips, Houston, keep, I mean, keep voting for him. Uh, you know, I, I think there's some something like six hundred, uh, something like six hundred, six hundred votes, and it's still going, uh, going there. So, and and shout out to Wayne Kent at ninety two Hokie, the same guy for uh, 
pointing it out to me, and and he's now. Oh wait, we they're back down the other side. DeAndre Tompkins is now up by 0.1%. It is literally fluctuating as we speak. Get in there. There's just 200 more votes tallied, and and the lead went back to Tompkins. Virginia Tech fans, Hokie Nation, help Cam Phillips. He had the best game of the week. Now, now I'm just competitive, and I want to. Now I just want to win. Yes, you want to support the guy, but I also just want to win. Vote, vote. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. I don't even know if Cam Phillips knows that that's a thing, right? I'm sure he's much more worried about uh, winning games, and he's much more worried about finding his way back to the NFL and living up to all of the immense potential that he has. Um, but, but hey, we can worry about it for him. Let's talk about what the ACC is doing, all right? ACC has backed, formally, a one-time transfer rule, which is a move in the right direction, right? What, what it is is a move in the right direction like this. Um, players should be able to transfer wherever they want, essentially whenever they want, Right? They should be able to to um, they should be able to do what they think is best for them in the same way that a science major gets to do what's in the best interest of them, in the same way that a journalism student gets to do what's best for them. And and this is the ACC saying they can do that once, right? This is the ACC saying. They can do what's best for them with no repercussions, no restrictions once. One transfer, no sit-out, all sports, which is also fair, right? Because uh, for a long time, there, has, there, have been different, um, there have been different sport, different rules for different sports, right? The premier sports had different rules than the, the so-called secondary sports, and that's not fair. Right, because you play football, you have less options than uh, someone else that plays a different sport. Just because people watch football, that's not fair. So here's what this rule is going to do, and this is why I like it. It's going to give the players some leverage, right? I heard a line the other day uh, for for a power trip. Right, uh, our coach used to say it was his world. We're just living in it. If he says the sky is bleeping purple, it's bleeping purple. That was his way of telling us, once you get on campus, he's the the head honcho. I heard someone that said, I forget where I heard this. It was recently in an interview somewhere. They said, uh, person in power told him, listen, this is my world. If I say it's Easter, don't ask questions. Just start painting eggs. Right? It, it, those types of opinions probably aren't healthy. Right? Those types of relationships probably aren't good for a student to just be at the beck and call of a coach. When a player has that one-time transfer, no restrictions in their back pocket, a coach has to make it so the player wants to stay. They have to make it, gosh forbid, an enjoyable experience for the player. Because they got their get-out-of-jail-free card. They got their, I'll leave. right? Even if they're not playing, even if they're not a starter, you still have to make it fun. Our, Our team also had a rule. Do you know what the rule was? What was that? If you are a starter and you want someone else's jersey number, you can take it from anyone that's not a starter. Hmm. I get on campus, I wanted a single digit. Obviously, I was a true freshman walk-on. They didn't give me a single digit number. They gave me number 10. 
I was like, all right, cool. I'm wearing 10 the rest of my career. In between my freshman and sophomore year, a starting linebacker came and said, I want number 10. I had to give it to him. I had no choice. So I went to number 14, which was an ugly number. No one likes 14. Did you, then you eventually went to Then the next nine, year, right? once I became a starter, I went and took nine. <laughs> but, but Because I, number nine is what I actually wanted. But, but like that kind of stuff isn't cool for the non-starter. Right? Coaches are going to have to re-recruit everyone every single year and make sure they're happy, make sure they're enjoyable, make sure they're, they're liking their experience, or else they'll bounce. And that's a power switch that I think is, is healthy for the sport. By the way, Cam Phillips now up 0.3%. Keep voting. I want to win this. I want to win this. I'll retweet it out. I'll retweet the, uh, the, the, the poll out for you. But, but go ahead and get in there and, and you know make me feel powerful. I will really appreciate it. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, top of the next hour, we have a top five as part of top Tuesdays. And we still, still have to talk about Mike Tomlin's comments about Miles Garrett. Stick around. 